I'm Joe Feeks, editor of Poultry Health Today, and with me is Tom Tabler. He's Extension Poultry Specialist at Mississippi State University. Great to see you, Tom. It's good to be here, thanks. Now, I know it's winter, but I'm thinking ahead to the hot weather in summer, and you get a lot of that in Mississippi, don't you? We do. That and humidity both. So now, you've been encouraging uh, a lot of producers, broiler producers in your area, to look at sprinkler systems to keep the birds cool. Why? It's kind of a two-fold process in that, you know, for the most part, chickens can stand a fair amount of heat. It's not necessarily heat alone that kills chickens. It's a combination of heat and humidity. And if you can keep that humidity inside your chicken house at a reasonably low level, those chickens can tolerate fairly high temperatures. Problems with cool cells is that a lot of times you can maintain 82, 83 degrees inside that chicken house, even if it's 100 degrees outside, you can maintain that inside, but you may be doing that with a 90, 92, 93% humidity level. And that makes it hard for that chicken to cool itself. Chickens don't sweat or don't sweat very much. So they've got to respire air out. And if they're respiring out 100% humidity air and they're breathing back in 90% humidity air, they're working very, very hard, but they're not gaining a lot of cooling because of that. If you can ratchet that humidity down to say 40%, 50%, that chicken can gain a lot of traction by breathing out 100% humidity air and breathing back in 40% humidity air because it can add a lot of moisture to that air and crank it back out. What sprinklers are allow you to do is to run that house temperature higher. So, so there's, there's kind of a, a two-fold process here that goes along with that. You can run the temperature higher in the house which will give you a lower humidity level inside that house and help that chicken tolerate the conditions inside a little bit better. But it also saves that grower a good bit of water that that cool cell system alone will use. You know, we basically at Mississippi State, we can basically use half the amount of water if we use sprinklers and cool cells in conjunction with one another over what we will use if we're only using cool cells alone to cool that chicken. Well, what I'm trying to understand, I mean, a sprinkler system introduces moisture into the house, right? A sprinkler system, now, a sprinkler system and a fogger system are two different things, and folks need to be aware of that, because foggers do increase the humidity much worse whenever you bring that fogger system on to play because those drops are very, very small and you basically saturate that air with moisture. Sprinklers is a little bit different in that a sprinkler, whenever it's sprinkling water, if you're inside that house and that sprinkler system comes on, it's sprinkling big drops of water on you. It's like raindrops and they fall and they hit that bird. Now, it's on a very sophisticated timer. You don't want it to get too long of a runtime and saturate that bird and get those feathers wet where water is running off that chicken because you're not gaining any ground that way. You want to take advantage of that wind chill effect those fans are using. So you let that sprinkler system sprinkle. In our case, most of the time, that's 20 seconds every time it runs. You can vary the runtime. You can set it to where it'll run every 30 minutes, every 20 minutes, every five minutes if you want to. And some of that is related to how old those chickens are, what age the birds are in the house and how big they are, how much heat they're putting out. But you can regulate how much water you put on that chicken. You want to put on enough water between each run that the wind chill going down that house is basically going to dry those birds off. It's the same principle, I look at it like this, it's the same principle as if you're outside 
on a July or August day, and it's 100 degrees outside, if you go jump in the creek and you get out of the creek, if you've got any wind blowing at all, you feel pretty good because that wind chill effect on your wet skin cools you off pretty well. It's still 100 degrees outside, but you don't realize it's 100 degrees outside because that wind chill is bluffing you into thinking that it's colder. Same process in the chicken house. You sprinkle water on those chickens, get them a little bit damp, let that wind chill effect dry those guys off. About the time it gets dry, you want that sprinkler to come on again, sprinkle them again, use that wind chill effect. That keeps your litter drier, your paw quality in the house is better because you don't have as much wet litter. You know, if, if you're running cool cells and you've got that air saturated in that house with 90 degree humidity, your floor is eventually going to get wet. You're going to slick that floor over because you're living with high humidity in that house, which is going to hurt the paw quality. But that's what I wanted to ask about the sprinkler system because it's great that it's cooling off the birds, but I would think it would make the litter wetter. The, the way you get around that and the way I get around that, I never run that sprinkler system till those chickens get to be about four and a half or five weeks old. By that time, if you run it before then, you've got a lot of empty floor space in that chicken house because those chickens have not grown up and filled up that floor space. By the time they get to be four to have five weeks old, there's not a lot of empty floor. When you walk through those chickens, you see chickens. You don't see a lot of empty floor space. So I'm sprinkling water on the chickens. I'm not sprinkling water on the floor. Now, if I tried to do that earlier, if I tried to do it at two weeks, three weeks, yeah, a lot of that water I was sprinkling would be going on the floor. But I wait until those chickens basically cover the floor area and all of that water that those sprinklers are putting out are going on that chicken and not on the floor. And what water is going on that chicken, I'm evaporating before that sprinkler system comes on again. Because if you get him wet and he stays wet or water begins to run off his feathers, yeah, if you don't manage it right, and again, that goes back to ramping that temperature up. A lot of people begin to panic because we're spoiled to cool cells. And if that temperature begins to get above 83, 84 degrees, people get worried. But again, if you've got a low enough humidity, you can ramp that temperature up to 88, 90 degrees. When I'm running that sprinkler system, my house temperature is sitting there at 88, 90 degrees. I'm not trying to keep it 82 or 83 degrees like what it is in a cool cell house because I want it to be hot enough that that water is going to evaporate, that floor is going to stay drier because the litter's not as concentrated with moisture as what it would be if I had a lower temperature and a higher humidity. And what's involved with installing one of these systems? Is it a big expense? It's not a big expense. Now there are two or three systems commercially available by different companies, but there's not a lot to the controller or how you put it in. It operates on line pressure. You do not have to have a booster pump inside the house. You're operating on whatever line pressure you've got. So you've got a few solenoid valves, a little control box that is about the size of your little tablet right there that you program in when you want it to run, how often you want it to run. And you've got some three-quarter inch PVC pipe that runs two lines down the house, usually one above this feed line, one above that feed line. So you've got a line about 10 foot off the wall on one side of the house, a line about 10 foot off the wall on the other side of the house. That is three-quarter inch PVC pipe. And every 20 feet down that section of pipe, you've got a drop tube that's got a little spinner head on it. That little spinner head kind of looks like a little Rainbird yard sprinkler. And when it's sprinkling, it does. It spins around. It throws about a 20-foot diameter circle. You've got these two spinner heads right across from each other. They're not staggered. They're right across from each other on the two lines. And that gives you fairly good coverage widthwise and lengthwise down that house. 
Excellent. So and it will it will lose it will use about again if your cool cell system is running say 2,500 gallons a day through that cool cell system, that sprinkler system is only going to run 200, 250 at most, maybe 300 gallons a day through that system. But by merging those two together and using both of them in conjunction with one another, you can cut off about 50% of the water that that cool cell system is going to use. So it's all about helping chickens keep their cool. Yep. That's Excellent. what it's all about. Okay, and it becomes a, a welfare benefit as well. It does, because yeah. your paw quality stays better, your litter stays drier, company's happier, the grower's happier, the chickens are happy. So there's a lot of opportunities for return. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of opportunities for return, but it's a tough sell mainly because people begin to panic when that temperature begins to get to be above 85 degrees. But we've got enough data to back up the system that says yes, if you manage it, under these conditions, it will work. Now, you, you can't run the house too cool and run sprinklers, because if you do, you will wet the floor, the chickens will stay damp, and you don't want that, and you lose the advantage. So you've got to learn to think differently and manage it differently than what you do a cool cell system. We've been talking to Tom Tabler. He's Extension Poultry Specialist at Mississippi State University. Tom, thanks again for coming by. You bet, I appreciate it. You bet.